0: Good afternoon and welcome to Do It Right on the network service of Radio Nigeria. On Do It Right, we emphasize restoration of values, ethics and norms in the society. We also encourage every Nigerian through this program to do everything possible towards making Nigeria a better place. My name is Onyine Agiriga. This program is live on www.radionigeria.gov.nj. Our Facebook page is Stand for Nigeria. You can drop your messages on the Facebook page or send them to doitright145 at gmail.com. Doitright145 at gmail.com. Or better still, send WhatsApp or Telegram messages to this number 0802 385 5973. 0802 385 Our Twitter handle is at doitright145. No doubt you will agree with these words of former South African President. Nelson Mandela that education is the most powerful weapon which you can use to change the world according to some experts it appears that education is not a priority anymore in our country the United Nations Children's Fund UNICEF estimated that there are over 10 million out-of-school children 27 million children in school are performing poorly millions of Nigerians are half-educated and over 60 million, that's 30%, are illiterate. Bearing these figures in mind, some educationists are not happy with the recent cutoff marks approved by the Joint Admissions Matriculation Board, JAMB, of 140 for tertiary institutions and 100 for colleges of education. According to JAMB spokesperson, Dr. Fabian Benjamin, Every institution can determine their own cutoff mark, but should not go below 140. How will this cutoff mark affect the quality of graduates and teachers? You may ask. Comfort Gambit and Umaru Abdulwasiu sought the opinions of some residents in Abuja. The higher the
1: cutoff mark, the better.
0: students <laughs> to. Bend down and read.
1: So we are in Nigeria, the system of education is not that even good. So if they reduce the cut of math to 140, if you are really a brilliant student, when you enter school, we actually know your 100 level days, 200 level days, we know whether you are actually good and sound.
2: The student will not be eager to
3: read very well. Because already it's only 140. 140 is very easy to get. You understand? So, but when it's up, <laughs> the student
0: will tie their bed to read very well so that they will get it. But that 140 is too low for me. Hmm, interesting. What do you think? You can send your short messages to 0802 385 5973. We would like to hear from you. The program is Do It Right on the network service of Radio Nigeria and our focus is on improving the standard of education in the country. The question is what is responsible for the falling standard of education? How can we change the narrative in the educational sector to the former days when foreigners came to Nigeria to pursue higher education? Now let's join Uzoma Obunna and her guests to find out some more. Hello, and
3: thank you for joining us on Do It Right. Well, some experts are worried that the standard of education in Nigeria is falling against this backdrop. Some are saying that the recent cutoff from joint admissions and matriculation board (JAMB) will not help matters. To help us see the way forward. We have with us in the studio, Joshua Arogunyo, the social interventionist and he's here to examine this issue with us joshua Arogunyo, thank you so much for joining us on do it right today thank,
4: thank you for having me
3: let's start by having your view on the standard of education in nigeria right now how would you rate it
4: it's obvious and everybody will agree that the quality of education has actually gone down for those who don't think that Nigeria quality of education has gone down, I think the lessons that we've learned from the many Nigerian students that were brought back from Sudan should be a testimony to that because you ask yourself, why go to Sudan? This is a country that had a lot of war. You know, they had clashes, mm. uh, civil war with southern Sudan. Yet, Nigerians still go there for education. A lot of Nigerians in Mauritius, you know, in many parts of northern Africa. I'm not even talking about Europe. I'm just talking about our Africa environment. You look at, if you go to Nyeri University, in uganda you see a lot of nigerians in southern africa and even in ghana yeah. as a matter of fact it will shock a lot of people to this to realize that a lot of nigerians are schooling in bene republic i,
3: I was going to say that i was saying, uh, uh, <laughs> you're saying even in ghana what about bene republic, bene
4: republic is, you have lots of nigerians as a matter of fact i went to that university called the entebbe i think the first word that came out of my mouth was shoe i think i will rank in terms of Architecture structures mm. i will rank it with an average fair government college in nigeria just i'll rank it same with if i'm not talking about a college of education mm. i'll rank it with a federal government college that's how the structure is but you see a lot of nigerians trooping there and there are two reasons for it first there's the fact that we have lesser number of universities and high backlog of students who are looking for admission into universities so for instance maybe a, a child passes his wire and NECO, hmm. and even crosses the cutoff mark in jam but for one or reason or the other because of the number of the school that okay, the school the, can the admit NUC
3: just license uh-huh. about 36 more private private, private universities yeah. um a license was also given for a university in kogi state
4: yes yes it's the establishment act was passed by the governor that's correct however let us also realize that these are private universities they're not cheap mm. they're very expensive so mm. it's not easy for the common man to afford 500 six hundred thousand sometimes per semester sometimes per year mm. for those universities and then of course the average market woman if the legacy she wants to give to her children is quality that education let my children be educated that man on the streets wants his child to be educated so they go all out to make sure that their children are educated and if they can't get you know, a university in any of the Nigerian public universities, the next option is to think of outside the country. That is, is it
3: cheaper outside the country?
4: I would go to that. But the second option is that, you know, sometimes it is about the quality. A lot of people have lost interest in the Nigerian system because first, there is the issue of strike. And so even if a parent knows that $2 naira will take care of my child's education, he has to make contingency plan because there may be a 6 months, 8 months, 1 year strike mm. that will cost the parents to spend more. now in terms of whether it's cheap outside it is not necessarily cheap outside it's quite expensive it's more like how you would have paid for your private university in nigeria but there are two things that make parents send their children abroad okay first is the fact that my child studied abroad out of the country mm. so it gives this feeling that where's your child he's not in the country even if they're abroad he's been in republic the that feeling that they are not in the country is the first reason okay. the second reason is that Somehow, in these countries, their system of education is quite stable in terms of lesser strikes, lesser yeah. industrial there's action. So there's a guarantee that so a guarantee a four that, that four year is four year, five years is five years, six years is six years mm. So which would you rather bet on? Spend a little higher, and at that particular time, you know that your child will graduate from school and will graduate with a foreign certificate than stay in a university that is cheap uh, and that you can monitor the child but at the same time you cannot guarantee if a four-year course will end up being a seven-year course so these are the factors however let us also look at the quality of education in nigeria in terms of the fact that the university system that is supposed to be the licensing you know points in the academic line because once somebody graduates from the university you can say i am a medical doctor you can say i mean i haven't fulfilled other ceteris paribus all other factors being equal you can say i am this i am that i'm a journalist i'm a media practitioner i'm a whatever you want to be mm. then bringing that that cut off mark for me my own anger is not that the cut mark came low is that the people who will be the teachers of the next generation or the teachers the future teachers mm. needs to score 100 so I mean you would have imagined that at least for those going to college of education the standard should be equal if you already know i mean i'm looking at it from holistically as from a policy perspective nigerian educational quality
2: Mm. is low
4: but the college of education is the statutory institution that trains teachers. teachers then if we want to improve our the quality of education shouldn't it be that we raise the bar those who are entering college of education should be people who are they,
3: they shouldn't who score they should, high they shouldn't be people
4: who should ended not th-
3: up in colleges of education not, not because they good. want to be teachers yes. but because they, they had could not had pass low. the
4: yes they could not pass the threshold they let my people go find right. themselves yeah. as teachers who in turn are supposed to teach the next that's my i'm still trying to imagine why because rather we should have our best as teachers to help improve the quality of education in nigeria i'm still trying to understand why okay let's
3: let's play some devil's advocate now so in your opinion what was going through the mind of these persons when they sat down and came up with this cutoff
4: the cutoff mark Marks. there will be a lot of excuses we're still a developing country. not still we're a developing country Mm. so there will be a lot of reasons maybe some students and not yet conversant with using CBT, you know, computer-based testing systems, and so the performance it may also impede performance. Um, network. We've
3: been doing CBT for that yeah, time, for yeah. That no, time, yes. you
4: see, it. We need to keep doing it to get used to it. I think the pioneer institution was University of Illinois was the pioneer institution that started using computer-based tests in the university system, and um, before other universities started copying it, and it was usually because some of the GST courses had lots of students and mm. they, there was no hall. Some of them they take the courses. Through the the university radio and then the lecturer goes on air and then they just tune in and then they use the cbt to write the exam but we will get better with time sometimes it is network sometimes the accreditation of those centers some you know it, there are, there may be a lot of factors but for me i think that uh, the best way the alternative we should have been
3: and maybe we should also start thinking of introducing cbt based exams in our Public secondary schools I know that A lot of private schools Yes Maybe using, have these Testing at it moment.
4: with the WIEC NECO And then yeah. uh, maybe st- Even when they say even Junior in WIAC, yeah. yeah Junior WIEC So that The students The students already are already Getting used to You know Computer based testing system before, before they get to JAM
3: It's still doing right On the network service Of Radio Nigeria And our focus Is on the falling standard of education in Nigeria. And I've still got with me right here, Mr. Joshua Arogunyo. He's a social interventionist and he's still examining the
4: issues with us. I would have also looked at it from another policy perspective, based on our population in Nigeria, Hmm. versus the number of universities. Because you don't want to count private universities. They are there for profit. So, public universities. Well, the, the number of universities we have in Nigeria. Does not still
3: remove from the fact that they are there?
4: Yes, they are there. So the number of universities we have in Nigeria does not go around, would not be enough for the population of you know entrants mm. into the university system. So rather than reduce the cutoff mark so that more people can gain admission, mm. why not increase the validity of the jam certificate? So that once I write jam in 2023 and I score 220. It's valid for two years. So I have two years or three years to look for admission into any university. In, in, in Rather a than university. force me to go back again and spend another maybe 17, 20 something after thousand 12 after 12 months. And for no fault of mine, I could actually pass, you know, 220,
3: 240, 260. Yes, because and, I, I, I know that someone who wrote...
4: Medicine can only take maybe 12, 14, 20 students. And I happen to be student 21. Mm-hmm. No fault of mine.
3: And so i can't gain admission now mm. my validity will elapse before the next admission season
4: that would have been my thought. change it make it two years let's start with two years so that once a child writes and does not get mm. he can still use the same certificates to apply for the following year hopefully he can get if that's not the case then you add the yes maybe the student has to receive
3: i know that um a lot of the private universities we heard that private universities were asking for a cut-off of between 120 and 130. So in your opinion, could this also have influenced the decision to bring the cut-off for tertiary institutions down to 140 and colleges of education down to 100?
4: Well, yes, because JAM is more like the supervisory body for admissions and then the universities are the ones that you know take those students so if that interaction has been happening it's it's possible but let's not also forget that the university system despite that JAM is a statutory you know, agency of government that regulates admission and provides that exam. Mm. Many of these universities do what they post call jam. post-jam. Post that actually determines to a large extent if a student will be admitted or not. Jam is, is not the final say That's in true. many of Nigerian universities. So they still have a, you know, a say to how many students can be admitted, uh, to if the student passes, you know, that post-jam, what now happens and all. So if they're proposing for 130, there are a lot of perspective to it. I know that some universities part of that exam is the english language they also test you for english english mathematics it depends on the courses that you are applying for and i know also that many of the cases mm-hmm. the performance at those post-jam usually contradicts the performance you know at, at jam yeah. so maybe from their own perspective they feel that cut of mine should be reduced but i think there should be a threshold i mean let's get to the point where we say this is our standard it can go below this i mean one third. it's more like saying okay so let's own. look at
3: this present threshold yes 140 100 over 400. over 400. what does this say about our educational future
4: for our educational future to be honest i think our educational future is in is, is i don't know where to describe it because a lot of factors a lot of things that happened First, if, if let me look at Northern Nigeria, for example, you have conflict. Conflict made a lot of schools to shut down. Banditry attacks, kidnapping made schools to shut down. We are still not. We have not yet recovered from the coronavirus lockdown of schools. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of students have lost academic session i know universities in nigeria they are still running 2020 2021 Mm, session 2021 2022 so you have three set of students that are 100 level at the same time because of the backlog and you know our academy session is you know september to the new year so there are a lot of reasons why our educational system you know is the way it is and the quality however i am concerned that even if this generation is the guinea pig the experimental pig that we are saying okay this generation the quality of education is not very strong it's not sound how about the upcoming ones those that are in primary school right now because that's how we should look at it the dividend of education is actually felt usually in the generation i mean if you look at our elders we had intelligent people if you listen to the likes of awo and Izik, you hear them speak amadu Bello, you see the intellectual debt these guys had and then you begin to look, okay, who among our generation is, you know, besides entertainment industry that I think this generation is good at, but how many intellectuals do we have? How, what is happening? So even if we say this generation is that generation that, okay, things happened and we could not get it right, then what about primary schools? Because mm. we are seeing that primary schools are going on strike. We are seeing that a lot of schools, children mm. are not having access to school. Uh, we are seeing a lot of things happening that we know that if this thing continue. A lot of children will not because the rate of continuing school will drop.
2: That's it's true. already
4: dropping. So uh, a lot of students now, you know, there's a cliche, and we need to also change that, the cliche of who school help.
3: who school help? So
4: that cliche of who school help it is affecting the psyche of the child. Because and it then feels when, like, what, when you am now add school?
3: this whole strike,
4: so all, law, this, all these things now
3: and the rest of them it, now
4: discourages the, the child. The child just feel great. I can't go and learn a trade, and so the the continuity in school uh what we call retention school retention it's not there the child finishes secondary school and feels like let me go and do a business maybe the child gets to a particular level and feels like he's no more interested he wants to drop out i have this talent i want to face it so but the truth is that it affects our human capital development Hmm. because what will happen is that we'll get to a point where we will not have enough doctors to graduate, to take over from the existing the doctors. present doctors. Yes, that's the truth. What will happen is that we will not have engineers to replace. And
3: by the way, the present doctors already uh, no, no, are already been depleted by the Jackba syndrome. Yeah, so so this, this is
4: the reality. We need to begin to look at human capital development. Produce okay, so
3: some have also said people. that um, maybe we should start de-emphasizing so much focus on universities and start paying attention to our technical schools and the rest of them.
4: Yes, there is that argument and the argument is coming from the place that we don't have enough place in the university. To accommodate so for, for everybody. to everybody so why not and then of course the economy because another thing driving this conversation is the state of the economy we need to have more people who are on the technical side so that they don't like that cliche that don't think of what your country can do for you think, think of, of what you, you can, can do, do for do your country for the so place. the assumption is that when people graduate from technical institutions and vocational schools yeah. they are likely builders, just all you just need to give them a the starter levels. pack and then they can yes yeah, they become entrepreneurs so that is the mindset. The economy is already speaking in that reality. Uh, and there are a lot of other factors that are speaking to that reality. However, you don't want the bulk of the population to be blue color, right? You still want to have a mix, that blend of white mm. color, blue color, green color. So that is the is the mix of this that gives you a healthy professional, a, a healthy workforce. Mm. So yes, we can begin to look at that direction of you know technical institutions, but sometimes you go to a technical institution there are no equipment also for the student to learn exactly. the skill and the trade. So to at learn. the end of the day... So at the end of the day, it's it more it of theory and of not practical.
3: A, a practical-based uh, institution as it should be. It's, it's more theoretical. Of
4: theory, yes. So it's more of theoretical.
3: They still do it right on the network service of Radio Nigeria. Of course, there's still so much to talk about on this issue and we cannot exhaust it all on this one edition of the program. So... Join us again next week when we bring back Mr. Joshua Arogunyo, social intervention experts to continue the discussion on ways to deal with the falling standard of education in Nigeria. My name is Uzoma
0: Obuna, and I'll see you again next week with Joshua Arogunyo. Thank you. Join us next week for the concluding part of that conversation. What's the way forward? Please share your idea or thoughts with us via doitright145 at gmail.com. Our Facebook page is Stand for Nigeria, while our WhatsApp and Telegram portals are also available for you to get your comments across. The number again is 0802-385-5973. While we wait for your messages... Let's take a breather with this song from Ranti.
5: Auntie, I want to be a doctor
3: when I grow up. up for her. Auntie, I want to be a farmer when I grow up. iṣe ilẹwa eni ko ṣe amajale i we keko lai si oko ati adao ko ipẹ ko ipẹ iṣe agbe niṣe ilẹwa eni ko
0: draw the curtain, let's now join the National Health Insurance Authority crew for the latest in the NHIA Diary.
1: Hello there. You're warmly welcome to yet another episode of the NHIA Diary. I'm Emmanuel. Ono when he took office in 2019 as the chief executive officer of the National Health Insurance Authority, NHIA, Professor M. N. Sambo took bold but short steps to reform the agency, introduced and implemented a three-point rebranding agenda. One, restoring a value system that would transform the organization and make it result-oriented. Two, engendering transparency and accountability in the entire operations of the authority. And three, accelerating the drive towards the attainment of universal health coverage in Nigeria. The ultimate objective of the reforms is to bring affordable and quality healthcare to the doorstep of every Nigerian. In transforming the values of the organization amongst several other initiatives. The NHIA Leadership Development Program, NLDP, was introduced, implemented with the support of several development agencies, such as Research for Development, R4D, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. At a recent review meeting of the program, the Director General of NHIA, Professor Emin Sambo, highlighted the importance of capacity building within the context of achieving universal health coverage in Nigeria.
2: These reforms include, among other things, uh, a 10-year strategic plan, first of its kind in the organization, introduction of group individual family social health insurance program, especially for informal sector for health insurance, introduction of medicine supply initiative to ensure that drugs are made available, accessible and affordable to the team in populace. Aggressive drive towards digitalizing the national health insurance ecosystem so that it will be fully automated. Then LDP has already broadened the authorities' collaboration with academic and international institutions as evidenced by signing of memoranda of understanding with Hamad Bella University, Abu Zarian, University of Insuka the Enterprise Development Center of an Atlantic University in Lagos, and the Strategic Purchasing Africa Resource Center, which is hosted by AMREF
1: in Kenya. Also at the occasion, the country director of R4D, Dr. Hope Uweja, stressed the significance of collaboration among stakeholders in driving priorities and goals. And I also want to say that
6: for the NLTP, I've always been excited on one thing. It is always rare for them to bring together a combination of academics, practice and public service. One of my regrets while I was with NHI's as it then was, why is it that always oh, they send somebody who has no experience internally of what NHI is? So I was really very excited when it came in. But beyond that, when this NLDP came in, I knew we were in the right place for this program. For the Bill and Meninda Gates Foundation, one of the key points people have always wanted us to do, is to make for institutional strengthening that makes for lasting changes, that makes for outcomes and the rest. And so solutions are always co-created. So if you look at what we're trying to do here, it's more or less of co-creation. Because at times we hear, oh, this is what you were supposed to do. Yes, but one of our strong points usually is that, We don't try to dictate solutions to the change agents. We ask them, where is the shoe pressing most? And how do you think this pressing of this shoe can be most addressed?
1: The program manager of NLDP, Dr. Nenaya Kalume, puts into context the objectives of the program and its
5: ultimate goal. The National Health Insurance Authority Leadership Development Program, or NLDP, is a special program that provides senior and mid-level personnel with the requisite knowledge and skills to lead and manage health financing initiatives, reforms, and programs. In essence, the NLDP creates a critical mass of leaders and change agents at various levels to fill anticipated gaps, facilitate synergy, and sustain the momentum for universal health coverage. Currently, more than 100 people have been trained under the NLDP, collaboration with our partner institutions and many more are set to be trained. It is important to note that the NLDP is not an end in itself, it will transition into an institute, ultimately a university for universal health which will be a hub for excellence and international collaboration. This is a legacy project for us and we are committed to making it work with the support of our partners.
1: NHIe has institutionalized trainings of its staff to strengthen its flagship program, the group individual and family social health insurance program, GIFSHIP. GIFSHIP gives access to a wide range of surgeries across all categories of medicine, tests, and scans. GIFSHIP is for all Nigerians, businessmen, self-employed, one-man businesses, and so on, and so forth. To benefit and access care, an individual makes an annual contribution of 45,000 Naira per annum and chooses any accredited hospital of his preference anywhere in Nigeria. For a family of three, they will make a contribution of 45,000 Naira. In addition, people can enroll as a group 10 persons above. Each person in that group would contribute 15,000 Naira every year. Giftship gives access to care Anywhere in Nigeria, take advantage of Giftship today. Now that health insurance is mandatory. Is mandatory. Thank you.
0: Join us next week, same time, same station for Do It Right. Vivian Onoware produced this program. I am Onyine Ageriga saying education breeds confidence. Confidence breeds hope. Hope breeds peace. Words of Chinese philosopher Confucius. Bye-bye.